0: Christmas.
1: the front of the nose bleeds. Ready?
2: I don't want a lot for
1: crit. For those of you watching on YouTube, I hope you enjoyed Seamus' uh, lip syncing.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the master of the lip sync, baby. <laughs> they call me Sammy Hagar, whatever that means. But anyway, Pat O'Leary's in studio. Finally, man. Welcome back, brother. Uh, <laughs> the greatest producer of all time, Ty. I mean, there isn't even a second greatest producer of the show at this point. Um, so, Ty, we <laughs> love you. Uh, Vince, what's up, buddy? How are hey, you? How yeah, uh, we said the same thing. Uh, this is off to a good start. But, um, <laughs> same brain, man. The vibes in uh, Philadelphia sports right now are pretty immaculate. Um, it is Christmas time, so we get to listen to Jordan Mailata and the rest of the Philadelphia Eagles just kill it on their uh, second Christmas album. And, uh, yeah, the vibes are pretty tremendous right now. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are 10-1, and, and if you listen to... Anyone in the Delaware Valley uh, talk or analyze or dissect the team, you wouldn't know they're 10-1. and But, you know, they are 10-1, and and they're in a great, great, great spot. They've been battling it through this quote-unquote gauntlet that we heard about uh, since the beginning of the year. They just keep winning. They keep finding ways to win. Everyone says it. This team just keeps finding ways to win. But it's the truth. And there are negative people in the city, on Twitter, calling into sports radio, whatever. And, And listen, man, like, I get it. Would I like to have more easy wins? Yes, all of us would like to have easy victories and just cruise. Sometimes this team makes it a little difficult to watch, um, but listen, the bottom line is they're getting it done, and that's really all I care about.
3: Listen, we're 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 still in a like Thanksgiving season. You know, it's still we're still in the thankful season. So I think that we should all take a minute. Everyone, the negative people, the positive people you know, the people that are right, we should all take a minute and just be thankful that we are watching a team who I'm pretty sure for the first time in NFL history, a team that went to the Super Bowl, uh, comes out and starts a season 10 and one or better. And we're 10 and one for the second season in a row for the first time. And however long that was like, we are obviously in the Super Bowl to top this off. And Vince, I'm
2: not not missing
3: the most successful, uh, stretch of this History.
2: Yeah, I agree, but not not to cut you off. My bad. But back-to-back seasons you mentioned of 10 to one starts, Nick Sirianni stands as the third coach to ever have done that, and that right. that that is just that's unbelievable. And like, I- listeners to the show will always know that, and Vince, you remind me time and time again of my criticisms of Sirianni, but they were never like as a coach. They were always like, the antics kind of drove me crazy last year in uh, in Indianapolis after Frank Wright got quote-unquote done dirty. I wonder if he got done dirty again this year. No, he just kind of stinks, but that's a whole different story. Um, this year with the calling out Chiefs fans, I thought it was totally unprofessional and he looks like a moron, but I don't want to talk about that. I'm just saying as a coach, I've always felt that Nick Sirianni was a good coach, and obviously he's turning into a great coach, which is pre- it's pretty awesome.
3: Right. I just feel like I feel, I feel weird. Cause I felt this other day and it's like, I feel like we're all coming. Uh, we're all playing victim to like, we see the the Eagles go out there and win. They beat the bills and the chiefs and they're 10 and one. And it's kind of just like normal. It's like, but when you really think about it, man, this is not normal. What we have seen the last two years. And I think everyone should just be thankful that we have it now because this we're, you know how, you know, that quote from the office where, uh, Andy, at the end, says that famous quote, I I wish there was a way to know you were in the good times when you were still in them. Well, We're in the good times right now, people. So be appreciative.
2: And Pat, like, what do you think about this? Because I know you you are the for people that don't know Pat personally. Pat's one of the one of those guys that, you know, paces around and he gets really into every single play. And he screams with every incompletion and he screams with every completion and he just screams and screams and screams and he's really into it. He's honestly the most passionate Philadelphia sports fans I've ever uh, I've ever watched a game with. So knowing all of that, I know that your blood pressure is high during some of these Eagles games, Mm -hmm. but I would I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I would assume that you're just happy at the 10 and one record.
1: No, I mean yeah, it's like watching some of the games you want to gouge your eyes out for like the first <laughs> half. And you literally do want to gouge your eyes yeah, out. Yeah, but like then man, the way they fucking finish is is insane. It's, it's just amazing. like watching them yeah. come back and actually like like initiate or not initiate, um actually like do everything down the stretch and just like get it all right and finally just like fucking win at the end of it <laughs> yeah dude that, that's a <laughs> like moment. i was sprinting around my fucking basement on fucking sunday i like believe when it the, when that when that field goal went through i was like out of my mind oh yeah dude uh, and, and that, by
2: the way unsung hero man for for a long time Jakey. now jake elliott Jakey. man uh, people always say yeah, they'll, they'll compare it to uh david Akers, right and He's david better. Akers, i mean dude it was a different era we all love and respect david Akers, of course i think it's dumb to compare the two but dude, Jake elliott, we got to give him the give him the flowers, man. I mean, he is he's now, unreal. He's now
1: nine for nine I, in his career on game tying or game winning field goals in the last two minutes of overtime or fourth quarter.
2: Dude, he is a king. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, this man is is just unbelievable. The impact he's had on this franchise mm-hmm. it, it's awesome.
3: I, I wanted to go off of what Pat said, you know, about some of the games make you want to gouge your eyes out, and the Eagles can you know, this is the second week in a row, they're down 10 and a half, and this is the however manyth week in a row where they got outgained. So I, and I feel like this is the biggest, not controversy, but talking point in the city right now. So I want to find out where everyone on the show lands on it. Do you guys fall into the camp of either A, you're disappointed because the Eagles have been outgained and you feel like this is not a sustainable way to win the way they've been playing because they haven't looked great, or you're in the camp of B, you're, you're, Encouraged by the fact that this team is showing that they just find ways to win, and they're going through all this now, so that in the playoffs when that comes, you know they'll know they'll know how to win in situations that aren't the most ideal. Which which camp do you guys more fall into?
2: Well, I think it's a it's a combination of everything you just mentioned. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's the correct answer in my opinion, and you know yeah. it is an opinion, so there's no wrong or right. But usually, but I think in this situation, most Eagles fans want to have. Nice, easy victories, as I said in the open, uh, every once in a while. And I do think that there is something to the point of, can all of these incomplete games, for lack of a better term, uh, come back and bite them in the playoffs? And I think they can. And I think it can come back and bite them. And we've seen it in in the playoffs before with other franchises. So yeah, I mean, I'm not 100% getting ready for a parade down Broad Street. I would like to see in the last six weeks... Um. Then put it together completely. So I think to answer your question, all of the above. For me, I
3: think we're I think we're going into the biggest game of the whole season. I mean, that's not like a hot take, but I I just I thought this game would be the hardest test for us the whole year. I mean, obviously, like looking at the schedule last season, maybe you thought the Chiefs. Then you watch this year and like, okay, the Chiefs are they're okay, they're fine.
1: But like the Niners
3: are, I think, the, in a hypothetical playoff scenario and including the Super Bowl. I think the Niners would probably be the hardest team the the Phillies, the Eagles would run into. Oh god! So I I think this is a big week, and also, dude, not for nothing, just with the amount of uh, whining, bitching, complaining from Niners fans and players, you just have to win this fucking game.
2: They're insufferable. I I mean, that that I hate that franchise. I hate that franchise more than I hate the Giants, and I hate that franchise more than I hate the Cowboys. I'm at the point right now, ever since last year, I'm telling you, Pat, and I'm not not trying to overstate that, but that's how I feel right now. I'd think i much rather beat the the Niners' ass than fucking beat the Cowboys or or the loser Giants. I think this is the first time I'm going to agree
0: with you. Oh, no. Oh. I I cannot stand what the 49ers have become. I mean, I respected that franchise for mm -hmm, years as this tough, gritty team that always came back, always winning. I respected that franchise so much into what they have become whiny bitchy cry babies they are worse i agree they are worse than giants fans they're worse, they are worse than cowboys fans uh, at least i don't have to hear them bitch and complain about
3: how things are unfair for them all the freaking time exactly so
2: a, like I, I, no, dude, I, Ty, the, I totally agree with that man i, I, I think echo the that worst sentiment part
3: of it I think the worst part of it and what adds to the niners being more hated for me than the cowboys or giants right now is the fact that like Listen, don't get me wrong. Fans are fans, and we're all going to do dumb shit. And I'm sure Eagles fans bitch and complain. Like, I'm sure that if we found ourselves in the same scenario uh, as 49ers fans in the playoffs where our quarterbacks get hurt, I'm sure we bitch and complain. Again, even though the fact that uh, Purdy got hurt was because of their dumb coaching trying to block a backup tight end on Hassan Redick. Thank but that's you. That's beyond the point. That's, that's beyond the truth. The, point. the reason why the Niners are so bad is because it's not just the fans. It's the players. The players are being whiny, bitchy. And they're complaining. Dude, like, okay, I hate Dak Prescott, right? But at least when he loses against people and plays like shit, like, he doesn't whine and cry the way that the Niners play. No, I haven't heard a player in the Cowboys in the last recent couple years act like any of the players on the, like, specifically Debo Samuel, the way he's acting about this. Like, I think the so most comparable soft.
2: Cowboy, though, it would be Micah Parsons. Because he runs his mouth about dumb shit all the time. But not, not, as, not as egregious, he is I guess. he's a Phillies fan. Yeah, he's a Phillies fan. So I guess add that to the loser traits.
3: But Micah Parsons reminds me of like a Kevin Durant where it just seems like he's very active on social media. Like kind of engaging with people. And he's just at the point where he doesn't give a fuck. So he's almost in like a, a breed of his own there.
2: That's fair. That's fair. Uh, uh, yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, I hate Debo more than I hate Micah at this point obviously
3: Debo Samuel man just like he's a, a great electric player on the field but like dude he is a whiny baby well, also, he also hasn't played hasn't, much this
2: he, year
1: he also doesn't hasn't really done dick this year yeah I think like, he's, he's played he's at seven all games big shit, and it's like he really hasn't fucking done anything but no. like Brandon Ayuk's the star of that receiver yeah IUK right is that, their number one that's why like, I loved
3: uh Hassan Reddick's quote where you know a couple days ago where I forget who he was talking to but he yeah. said like there's a lot of boo hooing over there. Like, well, guess what? You're going to have a chance to make up for it. So let's get it.
1: Yeah. I saw a lot of people bitching about that quote too, though. Just I think it was because uh, people are getting like flashbacks to Garrett Stubbs saying things. But, uh, right, but he responded, he was, by the way. Did you see that? He actually had, Garrett Stubbs addressed that entire <laughs> pool situation <laughs> I don't with really give a the, fuck about that now, but, <laughs> uh, he, no. But like, I, I just saw a bunch of people getting butthurt over the Reddit quote because they were yeah. like, "Oh, this is bolds and Bourbons. It's like, shut the dude, fuck up, stop. dude!
2: It's a, but you're, it's you're also a, it's different though because he was responding. Yeah to the past, what, almost year now just of whining. San Francisco uh, personnel, players, uh, Including fans. Including
1: recent eagle, Javon Hargrave. Yeah, well, he's a, he's a Fucking loser, loser, too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, I mean, I, that was more of a response that's been pent up, um, more so, so than Bolton board material, like, in my opinion. I feel
3: like we're all thinking it. But I wish injury on anybody, but how funny would it be Purdy got
2: taken out of the game. Oh, dude, I mean, honestly, like, I will echo what you said. Like, I don't want anyone to get hurt. I, I don't believe in that, really, unless you're a certain first baseman. <laughs> Never <laughs> or, mind. Um, for the uh, Cubs. Um, yeah, for the <laughs> Cubs. <laughs> but, uh, no, in or all seriousness, in if, Ohio. if Purdy got taken out of that game, uh, I might smile a little bit. I, I might, I might, I, I would be. I'd be kind of bummed if mean I
1: just traded for in fantasy, but I would love it for the context of the game. For it's a rough it, for year for everything to happen. It's a
2: rough year, by the way, for fantasy quarterbacks. Yeah, fantasy's been ass. Fantasy's been terrible this year, much like the product of the yeah. the NFL.
0: I uh, should be in first place. I got Lamar I
1: Jackson, know, at quarterback. Yeah, what did you get? Like ten last week. Yes, <laughs> fucking I won a game because. <laughs>
2: We're gonna beat them in the uh, Super Bowl. How about that? How
1: about How about a Baltimore Eagles Super Bowl? That actually would be a sick matchup. That'd be electric. Yeah, I just don't think the Ravens have the chops to get past. So, the AFC games one and two
2: of the Super Bowl would be in Philly. Three, four, five would be in Baltimore. <laughs> God, six could you seven, imagine the if lake.
1: football did series? They would have to I spread it out over like three months. That, but also, I think so many more people would die from. No, the CTA. oh, people would die. <laughs> <laughs> like you'd have, you'd have, like especially playing at that playoff intensity level, like for. For seven games, yeah. Let's like, say if it was say it was a best of seven series. I don't want to like say this
2: because like it's kind of morbid, but there would be multiple, probably multiple Demar Hamlin situations. Yeah, uh, like like players going down on the field and probably not like coming back up. But anyway, <laughs> uh, luckily it's only one game, <laughs> and uh, we got a long way to go before we think about that. But the Eagles are certainly on the road back to where they were last season. And that would be in Vegas this year? The Super Bowl? Yeah, Vegas. So, oh boy, how fun would that be?
3: Don't forget, Jalen Hurts also uh, leads the MVP right now. Mm -hmm. I I mean, listen, dude, I'm very happy, and I would love to see Jalen take it home, obviously, but I do think it's just a result of this year. Uh, We did kind of touch on it through fantasy-wise, but, like, there just haven't been that many great quarterbacks. Like, don't get me wrong, Jalen is having, and I feel like he really put it together in that second half. He's having a good year, but, like, you would think that last year his season was better. And, like, you would just not really think that he was about to win MVP, like, just based off the feeling of it. But, like, when you think about it, Mahomes not having the greatest of years, Josh Allen not having the greatest of years. Joe Burrow's cooked. You know, I was listening to another podcast yesterday, and they actually made a good point. I'm pretty sure the MVP ladder, as it stands right now, is Jalen, uh, Lamar, C.J. Stroud, Matt Prescott, and Tua Tungavailoa. And that begs the question – quarterbacks on
2: the out um yeah and i think that's been a trend for a while now yeah i don't think that's think, like a hot take I think, I think that's just a thing
3: no it's kind of it's just kind of funny because you know like everyone used to be you know racist dog whistle calling all black quarterbacks running backs and now the mvp ladder is set up so that it's five black quarterbacks
1: yeah it's pretty amazing just wait till mac jones gets his weapons back oh boy <laughs> yeah yeah, well, what a disaster, Just wait, bro, Mac Jones. Is by climb
2: the way, out I, I will say this: I do think if CJ was mm-hmm. not a rookie, he would be leading the MVP race. I, I yeah, agree. He would get my he, vote, that's for sure,
3: dude. He he is so good. And listen, the Panthers, man, like they're they're an underrated dog shit franchise, listen, uh, dude. They that-
2: they made the worst decision you could possibly make by picking Bryce Young over over CJ Stroud. I mean they that that was a franchise altering in a negative way uh decision and they're not gonna live that down for a very, very long time, man. It's
1: well they have to live with the consequences now because Chicago gets the first overall yeah, pick. So they're, they're fucked ass-cheeks. in the
2: they are <laughs> fucked in the draft. I mean that organization, like you said, Vince, that is a I think they are the ultimate poverty organization right now, as things stand. I think it's the San Diego Padres and the Carolina Panthers as biggest jokes dumpster fire organizations. Like as far as like boneheadedness goes, you might be able to throw the Mets up there.
3: Dude, the Panthers, the Panthers relevancy and like everything went down the toilet the minute that Cam Newton stared at that fumble in the Super Bowl instead of Mm -hmm. jumping on it. Yeah. That was that was the end of it right there. Ever since then it's been all downhill and they are one of the most incompetent franchises right now. I mean, you just said it. They traded up to get Bryce Young and now the pick that they traded is is, you know, about to be like the number one pick in the draft potentially, and also, like you're talking about, you know, I'm not ready to give up on. I know I'm not saying anyone on this show is saying this, but I'm not ready to give up on Bryce Young just yet. Obviously, who knows if he'll ever become what CJ Stroud of course already, not already is, but like, do they really think that what their rookie quarterback needs is a mid season uh, coaching change?
2: Uh, no, I, I think they know that that's not what they need, but at like, the same time, off season, man. At the same time though, Vince, they they put themselves in such a bad situation that they have to do something. And I guess that's just I, I that's their only option, I guess, at this point.
0: Like But isn't woo-woo-woo. that didn't that owner just buy the team like five years ago? Yeah. Is this like now he's gonna hire his fourth head coach in five years? That's so, giving
1: that's giving Raiders vibes. So Ooh, by the way are up there. Something that uh that Chris Long brought up, he was talking about on Twitter was that the fact that David Tepper has is t- tends to be very meddlesome in, in like day to day activities. Like yeah, he's the governing owner and all that, but like he tends to meddle more so than other owners do. And I guess that's a product of him being a more recent, um, a, a more recent acquisition for the or the Panthers being a more recent acquisition for him. So he's probably thinking about it more, like wants to be more involved. But it's like it seems like this guy just really doesn't know football, doesn't know who to hire, doesn't know who to pick. But he's sticking his nose in places where he shouldn't be. So it's like. Every report you heard was that the Panthers wanted to take Stroud with that first pick, and they didn't want to take Bryce Young. Like Frank Reich and his quarterbacks coach both wanted to take CJ Stroud. They were chopping it up with him at the at the combine. They were loving him, and then apparently. What happened? Obviously, this is alleged. I have no fucking clue if it actually. Happened. I tend to believe it though. Yeah, but um, Tepper is the one that wanted Bryce Young, so he mm-hmm. went with him. And as soon as the owner says it, it's like you can't. You're not going to say no to your fucking boss. So it's like well, it no, just he, seems like he's the one that's calling a lot of the shots, and he doesn't know what he's doing, and he's running it into the ground. Yeah, it's it's
2: that's that's an amazing story, and I totally believe that.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's it's brutal to see though, because like you're you're playing with guys' lives at that point.
2: Oh <laughs> like, sure, I mean I mean you're playing with the the health. And well-being of your franchise too it's like if you're tepper wouldn't you want to listen to these guys that have actually been in the game for yeah. their entire lives that have been there done that are familiar with how uh player evaluation and player development goes can see the pros and cons of an athlete mm-hmm. and if they're saying hey i like stroud over young or whatever then maybe you should listen to the guys that actually know the sport yeah but and they're, re- well, he's reaping what he sowed. I mean, he literally is reaping what he sowed, and it's, I'm just glad it's not our problem. I'm, I'm, but it's sad for for the sport, though, it really is. As because, far
3: as the uh, rookie quarterbacks go, you know, I've had some takes that are right in my time, I've had some takes that are wrong, but uh, I'm going to hold on to my take that uh, Anthony Richardson is going to be the best out of this class, because he got hurt and only played like two to three games, so uh, I don't have to admit I was wrong on that one just yet. We'll see, but the Texans are, like, slowly becoming, like, one of my favorite teams to watch other than the Eagles, like, just because they're kind of easy to root for, like, a team that's been bad. C.J. Stroud is likable. He's fun. Tank Dell is electric. Like, they're becoming one of the teams I find myself But, dude, really and, and
2: also that receiver, the other receiver, um, who, who's their – Nico Collins. Dude, he turned him into a star. A Stroud turned him into a star. I mean, like, yeah. it's it's kind of crazy. Like, so, yeah, they are very fun to watch that and they they're in good shape for the foreseeable future and hopefully that means the Astros are going to start to uh, plummet down to, <laughs> plummet down back to earth because they could have their football team. I don't give a shit. I hope the Texans do well, whatever. They, I also
3: like the Texans coach. I'm a fan of D'Amico. Ryan. D'Amico's the
2: man. I was very happy when it was announced that he was hired for that job. I was really happy for D'Amico.
1: Exactly. Because he got away from San Francisco, got, place we yeah. now hate. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> <like And> plus,
2: <laughs> I've always liked D'Amico Ryan. Yeah. The person. Like, yeah. he's, he's just a cool-ass dude. Deserved that opportunity. And mm-hmm. it's so far so good down there in Houston. Mm-hmm. So, but um, speaking of quarterbacks, Vince and Pat, what like is there any chance that Aaron Rodgers was lying about the extent of his injuries? Can
3: I go? Can I go first on this?
2: <laughs> yes, go ahead, Vince. The floor is yours because this story is just absolutely baffling.
3: I don't think he was lying about the extent of his injuries, but I think what he's doing right now is lying. I. Hey, I saw a tweet that said something like this, but I truly believe that it is true. I think that he is basically just – like, here's the tweet. I'll read it to you verbatim. Shout out to whoever tweeted this. People are misunderstanding the Rodgers thing. He isn't going to play, but he's doing this so that he can say, well, well I beat the mainstream medical science and could have played. We were out of it already, so I did it. He's going to do that. In his mind, score some points on the concept of medicine. He is only saying he's going to come back because he knows that at the end of the day – He doesn't have to. He's just gonna be like, "Oh, well, I could have came back." I believe. I truly believe that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly a possibility. I mean, we've we've listened to Aaron Rodgers speak before on certain subjects, and uh, some would say that he has like ignorant opinions on certain things, and that he speaks on topics that he is no expert in and thinks he's an expert in. So, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised. But
3: the team was out of it, so there was no point for me to come back. Like, I don't know. Listen, if it's true, though, I mean, shout out to the doctors who were able to heal an Achilles that quickly because that is truly crazy. But no, I do not think we're going to see Aaron Rodgers this year. What will be the point, man? The Jets are, they're buried. It's over.
2: Yeah, it's over for them at this point. Um, I, I just think it was, I just find it odd. What, what did they do? They opened the 21-day practice window on yeah. uh, Rodgers. He'll probably take that full 21 days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would imagine so. I would, you know, I don't Although, know. If,
1: yeah, they, they said that he was going to get back to practicing with the team this week, which is very fucking funny. Yeah, it's just because a, all I can envision, all I can envision is him coming back in like two to three weeks to play a meaningless game because they're not going to make the playoffs and just watching him go out on that turf and tearing his Achilles again. (laughs) Again, because he's not fully healed. (laughs) Like, that would just literally be one of the funniest things ever. That'd be the most Jets thing to, like, ever happen. Yeah, and then he's out next season, too. That (laughs) was just At (laughs) that point. And he's, I I think it was this year, he's getting, like, less than a million dollars. Next year, he's getting, like, 40 or something absurd. Yeah. Like, they split up his contract that way, so they could sign people this year, and then this was the year to go all in, and then it was just, like, the whole, the, the, it, it's it's fucking hysterical talk the about, comedy of it talk about the panthers being a poverty
2: organization there are so many just in the nfl wh- when you think about it well the thing that washington sucks washington and new york come to mind yeah. both new york teams
1: the thing that sucks for the jets is like they do try to do to make things right they, and they just certainly get really try. bad luck and yeah, i well, do think they have good ownership and good like they i love their coaches i love sala Sala's but cool. it's like it's just <laughs> they, they just have the worst fucking luck, man. It's bad. It's it, it, bad. There's nothing you could do about that. Like
2: that's true. I mean, nobody could foresee Aaron Rodgers tearing his Achilles <laughs> on the first
1: drive of the season. Yeah,
2: but I mean, at the I same, I can foresee
1: him getting injured at some point, being out for a couple games. Right. But like,
2: but at the same,
1: <laughs> he's an injury on the fourth play of the fucking game.
2: At the same time, though, um, like that begs the question, and it is Monday morning quarterback. It is hindsight, whatever you want to call it was uh, bringing Aaron Rodgers to New York the correct move for them at the quarterback position in the first place? Honestly, I mean, there's. Yes. I mean, they could have done something else, couldn't they have? Like, couldn't, Not really. Couldn't they have traded for another quarterback? Couldn't they have uh, tried their luck in the
1: draft again? I don't I mean, know. When, once you already used a first-round pick on Zach Wilson and it didn't pan out, and I, well, I think also another part of this is that they were trying to bring Aaron in as also like a mentor to Zach Wilson. Which makes sense. Like they, they wanted an older-ish quarterback, like a veteran quarterback. That could come it was in. like a Favre Rogers thing. Yeah, they yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like they were hoping that that would have a positive impact on Zach and then he could be the quarterback of the future at some point. Right. Obviously, that's never going to fucking happen because the kid fucking I, sucks. Nah, he's terrible. We, <laughs> yeah. I,
3: I think that on the topic of the Jets incompetence, I, it can't be overstated that... You have Aaron Rodgers go down, right? You were all ready to go in, and then he gets hurt. So you're stuck with Zach Wilson, who we all know fucking stinks. So then you watch him stink for a couple weeks, and instead of going out and grabbing, you know, maybe get Josh Dobbs, who's someone who's fine, could come in and maybe help them win some more games. Instead of doing that, you let Zach Wilson out there lose you games, lose you games, lose you games. And let's assume that uh, Aaron Rodgers is telling the truth, and he could truly come back soon. Like, maybe if you would have went out there and got another quarterback, you'd have some more wins, and then it would be worth it to have him come back. But instead, you stuck it out with Zach Wilson, lost all these games, and now even if Rodgers is ready, truthfully, what's the point? Because you're already out of it because you let yourself lose all those games because, what, you didn't want to hurt Zach Wilson's feelings?
1: Well, I think I don't think they have a lot of assets is one of the only things because they did trade a lot for Rodgers.
3: I'm just saying, like, they they kept making it obvious, like, nah, Zach, Zach's the guy.
1: Well, uh, yeah, yeah, and they kind of had to say that because, like, what do you have to give? Like, you'd end up having to trade your position players that you don't want to trade. Like, you'd end up possibly having to trade, like, a Sauce or a Garrett Wilson. If you really wanted to get, like, a decent quarterback, probably not that caliber. But, like, still, you'd have to trade somebody that's probably more integral than your team that you don't want to trade. And I think that's why they didn't go out and do that.
2: Not the best week to uh, say the Jets should have traded for uh, Josh Dobbs, but uh, whatever.
3: (laughs) Dobbs got
1: traded for a 5th round pick. He looked great this week. <laughs> no, he's, yeah. He's no.
2: he's trash, dude. I mean, he stinks.
1: But like also they probably like I mean, Dobbs is like whatever. Like he's he's I man. think he is what you saw this week. Yes. I think that's what he is. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what he, he was with the Cardinals, too. He caught in the bottle like, for a little bit,
2: but overall, big picture, yeah, that's I, Josh Dobbs.
1: When he was on the cards, it was like they won one game, man. Yeah. Like, he looked fine. He looked okay at, in some games. Like, they beat the Cowboys by some me. miracle of fucking God. Yeah. But, like, then he that came to a hot Vikings that. team, and the Vikings were already rolling. Yeah. And then he got into that and Better just kind of like, by the way. Oh yeah. by a mile. It's not even close, but like also just got into that and just kind of like rode the high for a little bit. Yeah. I it mean, he like, called lightning in a bottle. I yeah. think
2: that's what it is. And he's a nice guy. He's a cool guy. Yeah, I, Great story, whatever. But like, I think he's going to be more known at the end of the day as an astronaut <laughs> than a quarterback, but you know. Good for him. He
3: would have been way better than Zach Wilson, though. Not like,
1: necessarily. Zach, I, I don't. know. Because Zach Wilson knows you your schemes. Zach, well, no, no, no. Man, I'm dude. just saying, from a coaching perspective, it's like you have to then coach this guy up. Zach already knows everything about the offense. Can he execute it? Probably not. But like, what are you going to do? You're going to bring in a guy that really hasn't had much of a shot in the NFL on a whim because he is because se- the Cardinals a are seven, selling. Like
3: round th- pick, or sixth round pick. I'm sorry, a sixth round pick. You take a shot on a guy who's looked like who at that time when he got traded had looked pretty decent up until that point, instead of rolling out with a guy who is literally the worst quarterback in the entire league, besides, like, I guess, Mac Jones, maybe. We all know what the Jets
2: should have done, Vince.
3: Vince, hold on, real quick, real quick. The Jets have one of the best wide receivers in football, man. Tell Josh Dobbs to go out there and just fucking find a way to get Garrett Wilson the ball. Zach Wilson can't do that.
2: I just think that what the Jets should have done, the Jets' brass should have. Called Howie Roseman and said, "Give me Jalen Hurts <laughs> for Sauce Gardner," and that would have been it. That would have fixed both franchises' problems. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that would have been it. No, I don't
1: know if you know this, but Seamus is obsessed with Sauce Gardner. I love Sauce Gardner. Like, I, I, like, like. I love him. Weirdly obsessed. Not
2: weirdly. I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a big, 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 big fan. Okay, what impresses him? What impresses you about him? Well, first of all, his name Sauce. <laughs> It's a nickname. Second of all, I'm. Um, don't tell me that. Second of all, <laughs> he just ruined his own perception. Second of it. all, I'm from Philadelphia, so I like defense. And third of all, speaking of Zach Wilson, we got to give a, we got to give a shout out real quick. No, no, off changing topic. the subject. No, yeah. changing the yeah, subject. I'm no. Going nah, 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 I'm getting off topic. So <laughs> he has no real reason to like sauce. No, there is none. But uh <laughs> he's got a cool name. That's about it. it. It's like sauce, which is like my favorite thing to you utilize while eating is sauce. And Gardner, which is my favorite journalist. What else would you journalist use sauce for? You'd be surprised. <laughs> and and, the hell? and Gardner, which is my favorite journalist of all time, Jim Gardner. So he's a combination and and defense. <laughs> I like defense. So it's three things that I like.
1: I thought you like offense, you know, like sliding in people's DMs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The the sliding in the DM apparently is a fireable
2: (laughs) offense nowadays, but whatever.
1: James, you you have been fired from from the nosebleeds. Listen,
2: (laughs) I I just want to take time out real quick to give a shout out to Corey Perry for banging Connor Bedard's mom. (laughs) I think that is the most hysterical thing. And it kind of ties into the whole Zach Wilson thing. Also,
1: I, I I was like reading an article about that yesterday once I found out about that. It yeah. doesn't seem like he actually did it. Yeah, apparently he did.
2: And <laughs> if he did, let let's say if for now, because there's a lot of smoke around this. Um listen, it it's an awkward thing for Connor Bedard, I would imagine. I wouldn't like like pat banging my mom. I wouldn't appreciate it, but if it happened, what am I gonna do? Like <laughs> End my friendship with Pat. Like, we have a lot of memories together. I'm going to let one incident, one um, a moment of weakness between two human beings of consenting age. I don't like
1: this image. I really don't like this image. Of consenting
2: age. <laughs> Where is this going? I, I mean, listen, I would probably try I think to get he's over trying to
1: justify the guy banging his friend's mom.
2: I think Bedard <laughs> should just relax, keep cooking. He's doing a great job this year. He's on pace for 50 goals. He's the man. Just... I don't think that stopped. Just find a way. I, d- I don't think it really affected him at all. I think it's probably embarrassing. Well, yeah, but I mean, know? like, but I wouldn't be embarrassed by that. If my friend <laughs> fucked my mom, I wouldn't be embarrassed because, in my mind, It'd be I'm kind of a weird situation now. But no, because this, this I, is I rat. Well, yeah, because that would be necrophilia. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, in the hypothetical world <laughs> that my mother was not dead. <laughs> Let, let's all right, yeah, because now you look like a, a guy that's into that. Pat is not into <laughs> banging dead people, okay? As far as I know. But if you were, I mean, also if you were, I mean, what the hell am I going to do about that either? Like, w- yeah, say, so, yeah, man, I can't hang out this weekend. You bang my dead mom. I mean, no, I'm just not that type of guy. All right. What right. <laughs> is going on in this I, show? No, Vince, you got to let me get to my point. My whole point is I doing? would not be mad if that happened because I myself wouldn't want a friendship to end if I... <laughs> I were the person <laughs> who fucked someone's mom that I know. It's nothing against my friend who's her son in this hypothetical. It is simply because your mom probably has a fat ass and is good looking. And um, yeah, so that's Corey Perry. Are you trying to tell us something right now? No. I trying mean, to bang one of our moms? Um, <laughs> No, because your mom is like my mom, is, is like a second walk. mom to me. Soft Vince's soft mom, however, idea. does watch Young and the Restless, so we have that in common. And I'll leave it at that.
1: (laughs) Vince, any response? (laughs) I
3: I don't (laughs) want to even... You know, with a a response or whatever. Dignify him with a response. That was... That was one of the most ever gone on
2: in the show. Uh, that is not even close to being true, but okay, it's it been might a while. Be. It
1: actually might be. It's
2: been a while <laughs> since yeah. I've you started f- spouting <laughs> off about. Netflix. You know what? <laughs> all right, all right. I will say this. I have okay. I will be one hundred percent honest with you, and Ty, you're involved, but you're not the problem here. Don't worry. I'm just <laughs> saying it takes me a little bit to warm up to the producer. And like meaning like my rants like I live for ranting on on podcasts. I've been more subdued lately because I don't want to like scare Ty. But I feel like Ty just like knows my thing now, and yeah, he's you're insane, yes. yeah that I'm crazy and that like I genuinely love to rant. So now I feel more comfortable like going on rants in front of Ty. Okay. So that means Ty, you are officially that's part progress, of the from baby. the newsfeed family because my anxiety is no longer there.
1: Ty kind of wishes
2: it was back. I can tell. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) yeah, that's just how it goes. That's just how it goes.
1: I don't know how to feel about this.
2: I mean, like, dude, listen. Ask Taylor
1: how he processed
2: it. See, you're going to get to the point, because, like, if Taylor was here, and not that I'm yearning for the days of
1: Taylor Credatus, but, like, if Taylor was here. at least you can get his name right now. Yeah. That's huge. You know, a year ago, he couldn't even pronounce his last name right. I think it's an absurd name. You would say, like, Credation or something. Credation,
2: (laughs) Credatus, Crouton, whatever, whatever have you. Um, But, like, he would, like, then ask me while I'm, like, going on these rants, like, to, like, oh, yeah,
1: like... W- would you like? you basically it? do what I just did, yeah, <laughs> and and encourage him to go further and fuck yep. up everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I heard it's John Mayer's birthday
2: today. <laughs> Speaking of people that probably bind their friends' moms, don't say that in front of Vince. He's a
1: Taylor stan. Oh, so I,
3: I do like John Mayer though. John <laughs>
1: yeah, because you overlook misogyny. Gravity. Well, I'm not
3: saying he's a good person. he's just. His music's okay, and he hasn't committed any crimes as well, well. no, I'm she concerned. was
2: extremely young when um, they dated, but that's okay. Yeah, Let's listen overlook to Dear that. John. What's that?
3: Listen to Dear John by Taylor Swift. No, I've listened to that crap. song before. No, you haven't. Okay, nah. well, anyway, the Philadelphia
1: 76ers. <laughs> that's a terrible transition. I man. honestly don't want to talk how about can, them until Christmas. How can you Christmas. not relate the Sixers to necrophilia? You could have easily made a transition yeah, there.
2: <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Sixers until it matters, and that is uh, December 25th, so... Yeah. Well, I mean, and
3: then they mattered for the in season tournament, and they blew it. Yeah. Well,
2: that's a really shame, a isn't it? About that. The, I, at all. that is the best thing t- that that's happened to that organization in yeah, a while.
1: Because otherwise, you know, what would happen. Joel Embiid would get hurt.
2: Yeah, trying <laughs> to ball out for that extra million that he doesn't need. No, it's only 500k per player. Extra 500k that he <laughs> certainly doesn't need. And Kelly Oubre's dumbass uh, had to get hit by a goddamn car. And he, by the way, he would have not only won that tournament for them, probably. But he would have benefited from, from, a nice pay, pay, from a nice raise. Well, yeah. I mean, it's half his paycheck. this Yeah. Year, so, <laughs> so oh, man, that's a big-time Kelly Ubre L. He's taking all sorts of L's. He should have took the L instead of riding his bike around the goddamn city. <laughs> would have been much safer. Well, probably not, well, actually. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the L's also a goddamn disaster. <laughs> Next week, we're going to dedicate our show to SEPTA. <laughs> uh, and just break down SEPTA for an
1: hour. Yeah, Dan but, a special guest. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll bring all Dan and you and him we can just talk on the SEPTA voice back da, and forth. Yeah, Dan, uh,
2: Dan McGuckin and I specialize in the in the, in the L ladies' voice. <laughs> Doors are opening. Frankfurt train making all stops.
1: We're going to get hit, hit with a trademark here. Next, stop, it.
2: church, a wheelchair accessible station. <laughs> See, I could do that. It's kind of like, it's can, kind of s-
1: seductive.
3: Dan Baker impersonation or the woman who was behind the voice of Septa impersonation, Seamus Doyle is your guy. Yeah. Or like any
1: dude from Delco that you want him to sound like horrible. But I always thought (laughs) that on, like, let's say like opening day
2: or like a big playoff series, like the voice of Septa should be Dan Baker. Next up, 69th Street Transportation Center. Junior. Junior. (laughs) Tours hard closing but yeah um that would be my idea Seamus, I think you have a future in like voice like
0: there's an actual freaking market out there for like women putting their voices out there repeating the same
2: shit oh really oh seriously all right, well, I'm in there, man. I'm in there like swimwear. I could be the official voice
1: of... Sheamus um, would love to go to a female-dominated thing, believe me.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> I relate female to female-dominated
1: field is, like, exactly what Sheamus wants. <laughs>
2: absolutely, because I relate to women more than I relate to men. Like, I love...
3: In what way? I
2: I absolutely love talking about how, like oh, my boyfriend did this, my boyfriend did that. You have a boyfriend? I, no, I'm saying in the hypothetical <laughs> that the woman is, like, complaining to me about her boyfriend. I love, like, listening to that stuff. And well, I Well, true,
1: you do you, love soaps. So, so Sheamus,
3: well, yeah. Seamus tries to do what's called dirty macking, where he'll find a girl yes. who's in a relationship, and she'll be like, oh, my God, my boyfriend did this, that, and the third, and Seamus is, is the guy that's sitting there listening, like, oh, my God, I would never treat you like that. Or oh,
2: absolutely absolutely yeah yeah i mean there's no doubt about it and more often than not it doesn't result in anything but it could one day and it could be it could result in one day where i'm at my friend's house and the mom's talking to me about oh we're back to the mom how horrible horrible her husband is he works all these hours and i'm like "Uh, hey i suspect that maybe he's got a friend isn't that horrible and then slowly the wine begins to pour (laughs) And she's touching you my what, you know uh, my what? leg.
1: No, 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 I just thought of what Sheamus needs to be. He needs to be a porn writer. I, I would be a good porn writer. <laughs> you low dumb bastard. I honestly <laughs>
2: would probably be a great porn writer. And I would incorporate Philly sports heavily. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So the Fanatic's going to stand in the corner over there. Yeah. Well, Bryce Harper comes in and is going to bang no. Kay Harper. And we're going to watch the creation of crew. Her, uh,
2: yeah. Herb in Northeast Philly is going to be the camera guy. <laughs>
3: If Seamus was making Phillies-related porn, he would 100% have a Reese Hoskins cut video. Uh,
2: speaking <laughs> speaking of porn writing and sports <laughs> yes, radio, no, doubt about it. yes, <laughs> probably. Speaking of porn and radio, this has nothing to do with the the former, but more so with the latter. Congrats to our guy Hunter Brody getting yeah, a gig hired. with sports radio WIP. That's awesome. Friend of the show, we love We love Hunter. We love the Broads. He's got a nice sneaker collection. And I'll never forget at FanFest when we were fucking obliterated hanging out with Broads, um, he had the coolest Allen Iverson T-shirt on that I wanted to steal off of his body, but I didn't. But anyway, congrats, congrats. it like congrats. That, that <laughs> wasn't weird until you changed your vocals. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you should have kept the same tone, man. What the hell was that? Congrats to Broads, though. Keep killing it. Anyway, um, back to... What were we talking about? The we Sixers. About
3: the biggest, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the biggest news in sports over the weekend. What was that? Uh, that the, the return of CM Punk the WWE.
2: I don't know oh, who that is. Off, I don't know who that is, <laughs> but I would be... I, I Wait, heard
3: a coworker do you, talk you about this. actually know who CM Punk is? No, no. I
1: who is he? No, don't ask. Don't ask, because then he's going to go on a rant. No, about I kind of want to know who was... CM Punk is.
3: Going to rant. Sam Punk is just a guy who wrestled in WWE from like 07 to like 2014. He was like one of the most popular wrestlers in the world.
2: So, why is it a big deal that he's coming back?
3: Uh, Long story short, he left the company, got fired, he trashed the company, then he went to the competition, shit all over WWE. Uh, then he got fired from the other company, and now he's back, and no one ever thought he'd be back.
2: Uh, it sounds like this guy has a troubled work history, though. Oh, he
3: is a very and he's very toxic. Uh, he got in two fights backstage at the other company, which is why he got fired. Uh, not a great dude, but... It sounds bad for
2: the one. brand, though, honestly.
3: It, but there's a very good chance that this only lasts a couple months, so I'm going to enjoy it while it's going
2: Enjoy on. it, man. Um, I'm happy for you. I'm glad that you found a hobby that intrigues you. Um, let me know how it goes, I That's guess.
3: Nostalgic happiness.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that would be like if Jim Tomy all of a sudden signed a five-year deal with the Phillies today. It would be kind of like that, right?
3: It always makes me feel old when like guys like John Cena and like Edge and Rey Mysterio are still wrestling. And, like, I don't know
2: I who any of those people
3: are. <laughs> you know who John Cena is?
2: I, I couldn't pick him out of a crowd. No. You
3: don't
1: know who John Cena
3: is? Is he the guy that's like, John Cena!
1: That guy? I would imagine. He doesn't I, go around yelling his name. Okay, fuck I, that? I think I get are Cena. You of, no, you're thinking of uh, I get are you s- thinking of the prank phone call where the guy's like,
2: John Cena! <laughs> <laughs> I did hear John that, Cena but I always like get Pokemon. I always get John Cena and The Rock confused. I, I genuinely get them confused. So, they're
3: two very different looking people.
2: I mean, I get them both confused because they're both like you over the top, they're both over the top, talentless, in-your-face losers, in my opinion. Jesus
3: Christ, that's just Patches my me, opinion. Pat just made me laugh because it just made me think like Johnson is a Pokemon who just walk, walks around saying his own name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, like, in all seriousness, if Dwayne the Rock Johnson walked into this room right now, I don't think I would be starstruck.
3: I'd I would just be I would. Like, yeah. I don't
2: think I would either. I would honestly. just be, be like, like, oh, oh, oh the guy, the, the guy that's in my <laughs> living room all the time is now in the studio. Like, I, I
3: feel like you guys might feel different because I wouldn't be starstruck in this fact of like, oh, that's Dwayne Johnson, the movie star. I would be, like, starstruck because I'm like, oh, fuck, that's The Rock, like, WWE Hall of Famer.
2: I'd just be like, holy shit, that,
1: the the amount of fucking steroids this man is on is perplexing. <laughs> I'd be like, holy shit, that's the guy that made us watch but that dog shit movie, Black basically, Adam.
3: Basically <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying is, if you guys are WWE guys, I feel like then you might be starstruck by The Rock.
1: Maybe, possibly, but I feel like that guy is so in your face... Like yeah, I see him regardless, all the time. it'd be like meeting Travis Kelsey at this point because he's on every fucking commercial. <laughs> I would probably be starstruck by him. Well, to that's be honest, you think he's handsome? Probably he right?
2: is handsome. Yeah. Of course I he's mean, handsome. he is.
3: Undeniably handsome.
2: <laughs> but no, but like I kind of like fell in love with the Kelsey brothers as a duo based on their podcast that really kind I think of everybody like, did. that. But that made <laughs> me like genuinely like those two guys and like want to hang.
1: Think, I think that's literally what happened with everyone. Like if. Like, all right, put it this You're way. Not special. <laughs>
2: if Travis Kelsey wasn't a shill to like Big Pharma and was like the spokesperson oh, the for up. a fucking Mr. horrible Pfizer. corporation like Pfizer, which steals money from people and makes people pay too much money just for, you know, basic medical needs. So he is a Big Pharma sellout. But other than that, he's a cool dude. And there is zero flaws with Jason Kelsey. So, yes, I love the Kelsey brothers. I would be starstruck by both of them.
1: Speaking of, with their uh, proceeds for this album, they've been asking for charities to uh, donate to. Music Works. Well, apparently, one of our clients, one of my parents' clients, uh, submitted them. So hopefully, let's go, hopefully, Music Works. Hopefully, they get a little piece of that because this I, this album is going to sell fucked
2: up. As you all know, Pat's know. family run a nonprofit called Music Works. That um, what would you call it? It's music therapy, right? Yeah,
1: it's music therapy. It helps uh, children and adults and young adults with. Uh, any developmental delays like genetic abnormalities, autism, things like that. So it's like very, it's it's good in the community and it's something that I think that the Kelsey's would really support because they're hundred with the Eagles Autism Foundation. Yeah,
2: they, they are big, big, big uh, advocates for that. And uh, that would be awesome if Music Works gets uh, selected. I hope so. I think my mom said You're she's putting together a package to send over to them. So. All I got to do really is say, hey, listen, man, we, we're from we're the same backyard, hood, man. Yeah, yeah we're, we're in the same hood. <laughs> Let's partner up.
3: While we're on the topic again of the Eagles Christmas album, a video came out today of Jordan Davis singing on the album. Oh, he's phenomenal. He's got a great voice. Why is it that, like, dude, it's so funny how comically, like, cartoonishly evil it must be to not be an Eagles fan and look at the Eagles. Like, we have a hot quarterback who (laughs) is most likely the MVP. We're the number one. He's got a dog shit voice, though. Oh, my God.
2: He he, he might have the worst voice I've ever heard
1: going to cut me off in the middle. My- because he has a terrible voice. You were talking about voices. <laughs> Jalen Hurts <laughs> is
2: the goddamn Bob Dylan of the that's fucking the, Eagles
1: choir. That's the one knock on him, but go ahead. No, go ahead. Mind. Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, no, no. Keep going. I just wanted to. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say is it must be like,
3: you must really hate the Eagles because we have a hot quarterback with the MVP. We're 10-1 for the second year in a row. And like the whole rest of our team just have the voice of angels.
2: Well, Vegas has the second hottest quarterback in the league. We all know that. But. Hey, uh um, uh, no, the other one. The one that they... Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's hot.
3: No, I'd say Joe Burrows over Jimmy Garoppolo.
2: And New Orleans, honestly, has a pretty hot quarterback. Derek Carr? No, yes. Man, that's
3: just a lie. James
2: he Wilson? looks like Brendan Urie. No, no, no. I'm talking about <laughs> Derek Carr. Derek Carr is objectively a handsome man. He
1: looks like Brendan <laughs> He
2: looks insane.
3: There are many quarterbacks
1: that would rank he literally, like Derek Carr. Yeah. He, um, he looks like he would like kill you in your sleep. Are you into serial killers? Is that your thing? I, it, I guess. <laughs>
3: okay, ready? So we're, we're like... I'm assuming we're like getting close to the end of the podcast. So next week, I think we should all come in with our uh, rankings of all 32 NFL starting quarterbacks in terms of their looks.
2: That's fine. You could do that. I'll do their wives.
1: (laughs) Slash
3: girlfriends. (laughs) That defeats the purpose.
2: Why? Well, all right. Let's do it. All right. You won't let Seamus be misogynistic. Are you serious? We can all rank their wives.
3: (laughs) See, it gets a lot creepier when it's not about them.
2: All right. Well, then we'll rank the quarterbacks then. I have no problem doing that either. And then and then wow. the week after that, we're going <laughs> to rank the, the hottest managers in Major League Baseball. How about that? <laughs> and then the week after that. We already that, know
1: Rob Thompson is the hottest.
2: And then we're the week after team that, team we'll rank now. the hottest uh, 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 bench coaches. <laughs> All right? That's what we'll do. Alright, Vince. Man, you uh, really didn't <laughs> like that.
1: You, you really didn't like that idea. No,
2: I like the idea. I think it's fine, but this just reminds me of like what we did in the group chat, and everyone's girlfriend's opinions were completely wrong, and it just pissed me <laughs> off. But, um, Those whatever. Hot
3: dudes, like, but, no, by the <laughs> way,
2: Vince, Sarah's list was probably the worst I've ever seen. I mean, it was horrendous. I mean, horrendous.
3: She but, has the top three
2: that is pretty consensus. Um no, I, and uh, yeah, yeah, I I I'm gonna have to look at her list again. But um <laughs> it was either her or somebody else. But ahead, yeah, whatever whatever. It's been it's been a while. Um <laughs> <laughs> That was real weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the song it's been a while. She's uh, when- happy.
3: With the Sixers, but uh, they're
2: good. <laughs> I don't care about them at this point. Like
1: I care about them. I like watching them play.
2: I uh, so do I. But they're they're like they're fun. They're like how like with the Phillies, where like people talk about the Phillies, they're like, oh yeah, it's background music. I mean that's what the Sixers are right now.
3: I like watching them play, except for the minutes that Marcus Morris spends on the floor. I mean he's he actually
2: fine. pretty solid. He's the other night. like not horrible.
3: Well, like a broken clock is right twice a day, guys.
2: He yeah, just like sticks. Josh Dobbs. <laughs> How, did, how, how do you feel about that one brother <laughs> <laughs> kind of cooked you your feel, ass <laughs>
3: okay how about zach wilson isn't even a broken clock zach wilson is a clock that a rocket launcher and how about how did, zach
2: wilson will bang all of our bombs <laughs> how did he beat how about the Eagles that vids? yeah yeah how did he <laughs> how, how, how did he beat the 10 and one one what the hell is that goddamn embarrassing one how did he do that how? That, that, I'm asking you how, that, seriously, because I was blacked out at Barnaby's when that happened. I don't no, fucking remember.
3: That week was one of the worst of my life because not only did the Eagles lose to the Jets, I also had to deal with the most annoying version of drunk Seamus I've ever encountered. Well, listen,
2: uh, the two, so am I responsible for the Eagles' loss? Is that yes. what you're, you're trying to flip this on me, yeah. and you're not going to give think- credit to a great quarterback in Zach Wilson? I just
3: think you can't wipe your hands completely clean of the reason they lost.
2: That's fair. That's fair. That's fine. You
3: might bear some responsibility. But no, I think honestly the funniest scenario for the Eagles season is to finish the rest That's of obsessed. the season.
2: That's an insane thing to say, but whatever. I Go ahead.
3: It's very funny if the Eagles won the rest of the season out. You know, won the Super Bowl, went, you know, whatever it is, like 20 something <laughs> and won. Yeah. Just so we could be like, how the fuck did the New York Jets, <laughs> who are most likely going to finish way below 500, beat this team? And like they were the one loss.
2: Well, we're going to look back on this and <clears> it will all seem funny. Uh, I was watching a documentary. you were just waiting to pull that back out. Yeah. You? <laughs> I was. I was watching a documentary, by the way, on the 1990 Patriots. Oh my God, they were horrible.
3: Why, Why were you watching a documentary about the 1990 Patriots?
2: Cause, uh, you're the, talking to Seamus. The googly moogly cart was. Uh, was was being hit. Yes.
3: <laughs> Seamus <laughs> got high and decided they needed to watch some
2: friggin' and, and and then and then I forget Island. if it was like it was the nineteen sixty something Eagles and Ty. I'm sure you'll have a better background on this. I'm not not because I think you're around How old back do you then. Think Ty is? But because you bec- because you worked for a radio station that I assume quizzes you on obscure Eagle seasons before they give you the job. Um, I mean no shade there because, you know, hopefully I work there eventually. But um Shout out, Rod Lankett. I love you. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, I think the 1960 something Eagles were like the one of the worst NFL teams of all time. And they had a head coach that the players hated and who knew nothing about football. And Mike Dicka was their tight end. I mean, that was just, there was a lot going on that season. But I forget what it was. But dude, can you imagine Mike, Di- like Mike Dicka as the Eagles tight end? I just can't, I can't even picture that can't picture it it was the weirdest i oh, was high as shit i was like he was oh, on the yeah. eagles i didn't even remember of course i didn't remember he was on the eagles but i didn't even think he was an eagle but uh anyway I had no idea yeah he was an eagle he was a tight end on the eagles he was basically the brent Selleck, i guess of the of the 60s really <laughs> i don't know dude i have no fucking idea i have no clue
1: really interesting comparison
2: there, so also. basically sure like that was the year that they booed santa claus at the vet or mm-hmm. at wherever they wherever. were. Yeah. And um, so what happened was they lost a bunch of games early and they were just horrendous. And then the Eagles fans bought into the fact that they're losing because they wanted to draft OJ Simpson. So they're like, okay, let's tank for OJ Simpson. And then the Eagles decided to win like the last three and ruin their chances of uh, drafting OJ Simpson.
3: Potentially, and potentially ruined OJ Simpson's life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> seriously. And, <laughs>
2: If Who the Eagles just just lost out, O.J. Simpson would have been an eagle and probably Nicole, would not have murdered that woman, Nicole, allegedly.
3: Nicole Brown and Ron, whatever his name was, might still be alive. Yeah,
2: Ron Goldman. Yeah.
3: We, we might have avoided some of the most grisly unsolved murders. In-
2: the Eagles basically are responsible <laughs> for the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. I, I mean, I'm sorry. Mike Dickens should go to jail for that.
3: Well, Seamus, you know how I just said I couldn't wipe your hands completely clean of the loss? I can't wipe the Eagles' hands completely clean
2: of the murder. Ty, this has to be a clip. I don't give a shit at this point. I don't care. (laughs) The Eagles are responsible for the death of that poor woman. I I refuse to to allow (laughs) y'all to disrespect my damn football team. (laughs) I'm sorry. It was the Eagles of a different era, okay? It was a different era. By the way, Angelo Cataldi's book signing is... That book tour is going brazy. He's going on every goddamn podcast in the world. We should fucking call his call his associates to get him on here. All he would do I is say, I don't really care if he well, comes I'm on. selling a book, Rhea. <laughs> but uh, anyway. <laughs>
3: anyway. Another, another Eagles thing is that uh, Shaq Leonard uh, visited with the Cowboys and the Eagles, I think either today or yesterday. Yesterday was with made. the Cowboys.
1: Today was with the Eagles, yep. Okay, I, th- I think he signs made. here.
3: I would be – it's going to be interesting, but like uh, – I'm surprised he cleared waivers in the first place. You'd think a team would need a linebacker. I don't his, really know. his
1: contract was ass. His contract yeah. was insanely yeah. ass.
3: Well, I hope he chooses to sign with us because we could really use it.
1: I just hope, I, I hope we don't sign him the same kind of contract the Colts had him because that was the reason he cleared waivers because his contract, I forget how much he was getting paid. Ty, I don't know if you know the specific numbers, but it was like...
0: I forget offhand, but I know it was insane. Yeah,
1: it was like another like two years and like another like 40 mil or something. He might have been getting almost close to 20 a year, which is fucking nuts for a linebacker. Like, yes. <laughs> like, I don't know why you'd ever pay a linebacker that money. No. Um, it's the Colts. Yeah, it, that's this is true. Jim Irsay took a bump and he thought he was signing his Orca, uh, but no, it's like I, I would love to have him here more than anything, especially now with Cunningham's injury. It's like the last thing we needed was an injury at the linebacker. quotes already where we're the most thin.
2: Before we end the show, and this will not uh, have any relevance to anyone listening, probably, but um, our friend, our friend, <laughs> our friend Tanner and his girlfriend Deal are celebrating their two year anniversary today. I promised him I would give <laughs> them a shout out. They're enjoying drinks in New York City as we speak because you know they yeah. have a lot of money. And uh, just want to wish those two a very, very happy anniversary.
1: You know he was over at my house on Sunday to watch the birds.
2: Yeah, and yeah, that's uh, that's a guy that doesn't like sports.
1: No he doesn't like paying attention to sports. he likes watching them. Okay, all right, well, that's just okay. getting my, hype about them. That's very strange. My, my, closing,
3: my closing statement will be uh, college football is awesome this year. I know you two don't care, but like it, it's been so much fun and it's gonna be crazy to see how the college football playoff shapes. Uh, I can't wait till it becomes 12 teams. next year that'll be so much more fun. Uh, the conference. It does suck that the Pac-12 is dying next year. For all the people out there that uh, have been like, "Oh my god, the Pac-12 has been awesome this year." It has. It's just very funny that it's going to be in its last season. So uh, yeah, college football fucking rocks. And I think if you like football, you should watch college football.
2: Yeah, I got nothing on that. Uh, I yeah, would,
1: Pat, you I would just your like to. Uh, happy anniversary. I would. <laughs> I would just like to give a shout yeah, out. Yeah, but Tanner is a king. All right. I would like to give a shout out to Deshaun Jackson because he oh boy. is retiring an eagle as of Friday, and I am so fucking happy he's doing that because the last thing I ever wanted was for him to just retire flat out and not retire as an eagle. Like that man gave me so many happy moments as a child, and that sounded really fucking weird to say it that way, but um, like, it, like gave watching some him. deep happy <laughs> moments. One of the biggest, one of the best deep threats in the NFL. Deep um, leader in sixty-plus yard receptions. <laughs> um, watching him play here was magical. Like him and him and all of the quarterbacks he played with. Almost every quarterback over the last ten years, he's caught a touchdown pass from Jeff Garcia included. Yeah, he's, Kevin Cobb. He's the- He's the all-time leader in fifty-plus yard. Uh, Sixty-plus. Jalen Hurts included. Sixty-plus. How about that? Jerry Rice is still leading him by like two or three. How about Jalen Hurts
2: connecting with the uh, Deshaun Jackson? Yeah, it was his. It was, was the last year. That's
3: really cool that uh, Jalen Hurts got the to throw a touchdown to him. Mm-hmm.
2: And another shout out to Dan McGuckin who tweeted that out very, very nicely. And when he said two errors of Eagles football uh, connected there on that play.
1: Yeah, I that mean, they ended up losing that game but whatever. yeah yeah but that was the year we were tanking so it was fine yes it was fine <laughs> even though we made the playoffs by some miracle <laughs> that was yeah uh but what a time no i mean just it does feel like forever ago especially since the fact that we went to the fucking super bowl last year and it was the year before that <laughs> like yeah. i still can't believe they lost that fucking game what the bucks game no the super bowl, no, the super no. bowl. <laughs> my brain was still on that season um that's so annoying uh, it happens it happens. That's that's just football. Can't believe baby. the
2: Phillies lost to a fucking non-playoff <laughs> team. I I can't I can't believe the fucking Phillies lost to the fucking right, Diamondbacks happy- right. in
3: the LCS.
2: Fuck you, Topper. <laughs> Fuck you, Craig Kimbrell. Fuck you, Bryce Harper. Oh, I love the Phillies. I'm a fanatic. Oh, I love the Philly (laughs) fanatic. Fuck you. Go get a ring this year, you fucking moron bozos. Schwarber, lose some weight. Trey Turner, learn how to play goddamn defense. Reese Hoskins, kick rocks. Castellanos (laughs) Well, Castellanos <laughs> goes somewhere else. Don't give a flying fuck about you, Brandon Mars, Stop slotting in my friends' DMs. Um, uh, fucking uh, the 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 other ones. Uh, that. Uh, 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 Bryson Stott's
1: fine. Bryson Stott's
2: Whatever. Alec Boone stu- hit a home run for hour. once in your goddamn life, you fucking bozo.
1: But yeah. Deshaun Jackson. Thank you very much for playing for the Eagles. (laughs) We're excited to have you retire here. Um, Very excited for your retirement tour this weekend. He's coming to a lot of bars in the Philly area. So you better check that out. I know he's coming to Barnaby's on Friday. I think tomorrow night he's going to a couple places in Northeast Philly. So um, yeah, just congratulations to Deshaun uh, as we look forward to this week with the Niners. Let's fucking go, Birds, baby. Uh, I think this is going to be a nice little nice one. little game. Yeah, 11-1. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game than most people think. But I think the Eagles squeak one out like they've been doing all year. But uh, thank you very much for listening to this week's edition of From the Nosebleeds. Uh, sorry for Seamus. He's, you know, a little special today. But um, <laughs> thank you very much, everyone, and we hope you have a great week. Go, Birds.
0: Love you guys.